Welcome to Pick Up and Deliver, the podcast where I pick up my audio recorder when I drop my kid off at school and deliver an episode to you while I walk home. I'm Brendan Riley. Good morning, listeners. It is a chilly October 22nd in suburban Chicago. The weather is nice and sunny and crisp the way autumn should be. I'm wearing a mid-level jacket, hat and gloves, and enjoying every second of it. This episode is going to be a little shorter than I intended because I found myself daydreaming and I used up the first three blocks of my walk home without talking. I just had the, had the microphone running and was thinking to myself. In particular, I was thinking about a design challenge that we did a long time ago. Um, I used to participate on something called the board, the board Game Design Forums, BGDF, which was a nice place, uh, if a little underpopulated. It, it wasn't quite as robust or big as some of the other communities that have grown since then. The Board Game Design Lab, run by the same folks, I believe, is much more robust now, and I think a, a better place to engage in some of these questions. Anyway, there was a monthly challenge where they said, uh, your challenge was to design a game you could hold in your hand. Um, and the game I came up with was called Proper Deportment, and it was about uh, being at a tea party where all of the people there were women, girls in a finishing school, and so you're all trying to uh, be proper young ladies while at the same time being vicious high schoolers, so you're being mean to each other, you're passing rumors around, you're sullying people's reputations, uh, you're trying to bind friendships. The idea of the game is that you have a, a little, a small deck of cards that you use to do things. Honestly, I don't remember what exactly you're doing, but then you have like a card or two cards that you put on top of your head, and during the game, the game is played standing up and walking around, and during the game, you have to keep the cards balanced on your head, and if you drop them, then that's a point against you or something. I don't, I don't remember exactly how, but the idea was that it made use of the standing mechanism in terms of the holding cards on top of your head. I guess I was thinking of that because I was trying to imagine what, what a game that you could play standing in line would look like. Uh, one of my favorite solitaire games, I don't even know what it's called, it's a solitaire game with a regular deck of cards that I used to play a lot if I had a few minutes, just because it was an interesting diversion. You would have a deck of cards in your hand and you have it's their face down, and you flip them face from the bottom onto the top face up, and turn them and spread them out so you can see four at a time. And then if you get a match or if you get a pair that makes 13, you get to pull them out and uh, uh, discard them or something. I don't, I don't quite remember. I think you, you had to hold your finger between and then you would tuck them into the part where they're gone out of the deck and your goal is to get rid of the whole deck. There was a little bit of strategy to it, but just a little uh, tactics. There were a little bit of tactics to it, but not much. So I was thinking about what kind of game would work standing up that, that you played the same way, you, or you played it holding a deck of cards. Uh, and I had a couple ideas about it, which I feel like sharing now uh, before I spend a couple minutes on a different topic. It's a kind of uh, kitchen sink episode. So I was thinking about what kind of game would you have. I've been playing a lot of Carl Chuddick games lately. Matainai is on my 10 for 10. Uh, this month, because uh, a friend, Ray Greenlee, hello, Ray, 
uh, suggested that we play Innovation on um, Board Game Arena. I've been playing that and I'm enjoying that quite a bit. So I also, Innovation is also a game I had on that I purchased. Uh, somebody was selling some games, $5 each on in the Chicago board game trading area. And so I uh, sold, I bought the game from him and I, it had been sitting in my drawer. I hadn't played it yet. Um, but I knew I wanted to because it's Carl Chuddock and I like his stuff quite a bit. And so sure enough, my daughter and I broke it out. We had a really good time with it. We've played it several times. Plus, I'm enjoying it on Board Game Arena. It's much meaner. I think I talked about it. I, I did a quick quick uh, episode on it already, so I won't go into it too much. Suffice to say, I've been playing Char- Carl Chuddock games and really enjoying the idea of multi-use cards where you take a card and it could do one of several things and you have to kind of decide how you want to use it. Um, so with that in mind and thinking about the mechanism of a deck that you hold in your hand and you play cards by flipping them from the bottom to the top or flipping them. You're holding the deck and then you flip the card up and you hold it with your fingers while you're holding the deck in your, like you have to hold a couple cards in your index, between your index finger and your thumb and then the rest of the cards you would hold sort of in the palm of your hand. And the idea is with your other hand, you could then manipulate the cards. So I was thinking about what would a game that you played this way be? Uh, and how would that work? So I was thinking about... So I, I have that. And I have on my mind Eminent Domain, which is another game I recently learned on Board Game Arena. And I really like. I could see myself picking a copy of this up if it came up cheaply. Uh, it's fun to play. I may try a physical copy of it at Toggle to see what I can get out of it. I, I still don't... Still don't quite have it in my head how it works, but I've been playing it on Board Game Arena and uh, enjoying it. By the way, if you're a listener and you'd like to play some games on Board Game Arena, uh, I am enjoying that quite a bit and and have several games going, so I'd be happy to play a game with you as well or join you into one of the games I'm playing. Uh, Drop me a line on Board Game Geek Guild 3269 or even on Board Game Arena itself. Uh, My player player name is Wombat929. And I'm a premium member, which I don't say to brag, but just to say that I can start games. So if you're not paying, you have a limit to how many games you can start or you're not allowed to start games. If you're a premium member, I believe you can start as many games as you want. So I'm happy to mule that cost for people. So uh, so I've been, I've been thinking about Eminent Domain, which is a kind of deck building it's a deck building game with a a little bit of a 4x experience to it you can trade and produce and uh colonize and attack so it's got some of that element to it so i was thinking about what would a card game that you played with the cards held entirely in your hand that have multiple uses be and how would it work i was thinking about the the mechanisms of war which is a relatively tight game short I mean, it's stupid. You have no control over what happens. But I was thinking about, what about games where you do something and you compare a drawn card or a, a couple cards, and that uh, becomes the mechanism by which you decide how you're doing. And then if you have some element that you that determines winning, um, that would be uh, an interesting element to it. So I was thinking about that and thinking about the stand-up kind of game and what would what's a game that you would play this way. So then the question is, what's a theme 
that works this way that that would have this kind of element. And I was thinking about so the third element. So first we have the play it standing up holding a deck. Then I have the Carl Chuddick games. Then I have the multi-use experience. Uh, and finally, I was thinking about there's a series of books. The first one's called Consider Phlebas. Um, there's a number of them by a guy named Ian Banks or Ian M. Banks. I can't remember which one. He's got a series of like detective novels he wrote and then a series of sci-fi novels he wrote. And he put the M in for, I think, the sci-fi novels. And he, he put, posits a far future with a sort of Star Trek um, group called The Culture that is the dominant group in the galaxy. And they have a sort of humanistic philosophy or um, progressive philosophy of uh, goodwill and high morality. But a big part of it is that they've developed superhuman or, you know, uh, massive AI creatures that run their ships and um, govern a lot of their culture and the AIs are generally smarter than people and so the AIs kind of run things in some ways and there's some really interesting moments in the series where two ships will get in a battle at light speeds like they're traveling at light speed or close to light speed and they have a battle and what's interesting is they're using light weapons, they're using missiles and other things, but those things are also powered by small light speed engines. And so human beings' reaction time is too slow to understand or participate in what's happening in the battle. I hope I'm thinking of the right series. There's another series I read. Oh, I can't even remember what it's called. But it has a kind of space opera theme to it, and I might be confusing the two. But either way... So I'm interested in the idea of two ships fighting a battle or multiple ships fighting a battle that uses energy weapons and uses light speed powered conventional weapons that make it so the only, that it's impossible for meat beings to have enough speed to react. And so the battle is fought there. It's, you know, two sort of more biological being two crews of biological beings and it's their AIs that are fighting because the AIs can think faster and react faster and so it's the AIs that actually are maneuvering the ships and acting in a, in a, in a capacity that would allow them to work at close to light speed whereas the humans don't even understand what's happening before the battle's over. So that would be the theme as you are one of these AIs on the ship and every um, every turn is a nanosecond or something. But it couldn't be positionality. It couldn't be an element, because if you're standing, that doesn't work. It does sort of beg the question of why the game has to be a standing game, then. Um, part of what I liked about my idea for proper deportment was the notion that the standing had to do with it. But I don't really like dexterity games, so I don't particularly want to make a standing game that's about standing. But I am interested in a game you can play holding in your hand. Um, I know there's another one called Palm City or Palm Island that's a hold-in-your-hand game. I'm intentionally not going to look at that because I don't want it to spoil whatever I'm thinking of now. But the long and short of it would be that on your turn, maybe you flip two cards, pull them from the bottom of your deck, and hold them in your index hand. And you get to pick one of those two cards to be your action for the round. And then you get to pick how you want to use it. 
uh, maybe it'll have a special power in the middle or it'll do one of a variety of things depending on which side of the card you want to use. And then it'll tell you to draw a certain number more cards that will activate um, that will activate when you do that power. So perhaps it's there's a, a, a shoot a laser thing and then the next two cards add to the laser power. Or there's a on the other side of the card there's a broker a peace deal or oh, increase your shield. The problem is all of these ideas I think of we don't have, I don't want to have an elaborate way to keep track of stats. So the deck itself has to keep track of stats too, which I don't know how that would work. Um, I was thinking if everybody, if the game comes with a couple of those sort of wristbands, those silicon wristbands, those could be the thing that you trade. If you get a couple of those and when you take a damage or whatever, you can give someone else the wristband. It would also serve as a deck holder so that when... Um, if you want to pause the game, everybody can just put their wristbands onto their deck and that'll pause the game. I don't know. I'm going to ponder it a bit more and I'll give you updates in a future episode. Well, um, I guess it wasn't a kitchen sink episode. It was a brainstorming episode. Hopefully it was somewhat amusing. Uh, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts. Maybe this could be a um, a game that we all work on together over in the Board Game Geek forums, which is Guild, Geek, Board Game Geek Guild 3269, if you'd like to join us there. Uh, I hope that you will. In the meantime, here's hoping your next walk is as pleasant as mine was. Thanks for joining me. Bye-bye. Brought to you by Rattlebox Games.